Amen. Thank God for prayer time. Thank God we can seek the throne room of God. And I don't know about you, I'm saved, so I know my prayer goes all the way. Are you saved? Do you know you're saved? You love the Lord tonight. Are you surrendered to Him? All right, I got quiet on that. Are you surrendered to God? You looking for what God wants to do? I tell you this, you can't be in no better place than the center of God's will. I will say that tonight. And if you ain't there, you can sure get there tonight. Turn to uh, John, chapter, John chapter 4 tonight. Never underestimate the love of God. I think about the very fact that this world is a hateful, cold place. Thanks be to God for His love. Thanks be to God for His love. John chapter number 4, if you have found your place there, look, everybody's standing up. Praise the Lord, but Brother Benny and Ron, and uh, looks like they might be able to get up. Brother Benny, you stay seated, brother. Don't worry about standing up. I'm just picking on you because I can, all right? I love you. You know I love you. Here we are, chapter 4, picking up in verse number 1. Who's ready for it? Who needs some encouragement? Here it is, familiar story, is it not? Huh? The woman of Samaria, here it is. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, which is about noon, okay, uh, about noontime. Verse 7, there cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Verse 9, Then saith the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, <laughs> Aren't you thankful for the gift of God? And who is it that saith to thee, Give me, uh, give, uh, given Asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. All right. Verse 11. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof of himself, and his children, and his cattle? Verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I wonder, is that the kind of water you've taken a drink of? Huh? Are you saved tonight? Listen to me. This is a, this is a, a word on, uh, trust me, salvation. This is also a word to the believer uh, that we don't give up on people, that we go and we tell, and that we never underestimate the love of God. 
The love of God. We're going to hit four points tonight, maybe five. We'll see how far we get, all right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you, God, for this day. I thank you for this time, God. God, I ask now that, God, you open us up. God, prepare us to receive your word. And, God, I pray you do a work in us, God. Lord, we need encouragement in the day we live. God, there is no greater encouragement than your love. So, God, I pray that we understand tonight just how great it is. How great it is. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you're being seated. It's a... It shouldn't amaze us, but in our daily lives, it does amaze us. God's timing. God's timing. I want you to notice uh, tonight, He is always on time. All right? He's always on time God. You do not have to worry about God being late. You don't have to worry about God being early. He's on time. Amen? And how many of you know if God wasn't on time, you wouldn't be where you are today? Amen, you wouldn't be where you are today. I wouldn't be where I am today. Praise God, he's on time. His appointments are divine. And uh, even here in chapter 4 with the woman of Samaria, his appointment here at the well is on time. Notice uh, those words, and he must needs go through Samaria. Why did he have to go through Samaria? Because he had an appointment at the well. Can I tell you tonight, God knew that woman was coming. God knew what was going to take place at the well. Just as God knew where you was going to be when God called you out as a sinner. And you still a sinner if you saved. You just saved by grace. Amen. Let's keep it in perspective here who you are tonight. If you saved, you still a sinner. But thanks be to God, when He called you out, He knew where to call you at. Knew how to get your attention. He drawed you unto Himself. And if you're saved, you received Him as your personal Savior and Lord. Can you say it tonight? Amen. Thank God for salvation. Thank God tonight when you draw your last breath, if you're saved, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I believe that I'll take one deep breath here and I'll exhale in glory. I believe it. Do you believe it tonight? Praise God. It ain't going to be long, y'all. It ain't going to be long. We all going to be going home. But here it is, the woman at the well with her divine appointment. This was her time, her moment, and everything that uh, took place there. and Everything that takes place in your life, God has the knowledge of it. He knows every bit of it. Amen? We've been in some sticky places sometimes. Thanks be to God, He was there. He was there. Anybody? Oh, you better think. Come on tonight. You better think tonight. We got plenty to praise Him for, don't we? Now, what I also love about this passage, we want to bring this out because it just sets everything. We see God's, uh, God's uh, divine divinity. We see Him as uh, God, but we also see His humanity here. I want you to notice uh, that in verse 6, the word says, Now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, set thus on the well. Say, preacher, what's so important about that? Boy, ain't it good to know that Jesus got wearied in that body? Huh? Now, a lot of people say, preacher, I can't believe you say that. Jesus getting tired. Jesus getting wearied. Well, thanks be to God, he did. You know why? Because he knows when I'm tired. 
He knows when I'm weary. He knows when I need rest. Amen? He knows how it feels. How, how many of you know it's great to know that God knows how you feel? Amen. Amen. That ought to encourage us. That ought to encourage us. He's not looking at us like he don't know. He knows how we feel. Praise be to God. Jesus displaying his humanity fully God, fully man. Understanding weariness and notice the weariness that we feel. Sometimes you get thirsty. Sometimes you get hungry. Sometimes it's just time to sit on the well. Amen? Come on. But Jesus not only did not avoid going through Samaria as the Jews would, but he was prepared and ready to speak to the woman at the well. Hmm? Can I tell you tonight? He knew exactly that she was going to be there. He knew exactly what her need was going to be. Y'all realize that tonight? I think sometimes we forget that God sees it all and God knows it all. Aren't you thankful for that? I'm so glad to know that I'm not walking by myself. <laughs> that when I got a bad day, God knows I've had a bad day. Amen? Sometimes, hey, and even when it is a mountaintop, God knows it's a mountaintop. Praise God. When I feel like rejoicing or I feel like being sad or I'm upset and I'm angry. I've had people tell me, I'm angry with God. Well, good. Get your anger on with God and then get over it. He knows how you feel, does he not? Amen, he does. Thank God he does. You realize what it'd be if God didn't realize how you felt? What a mess that'd be. Hey, that'd be pretty lonely, wouldn't it? But I know the one who saved my soul, the lover of my soul knows how I feel. Praise be to God, he knows. He knows. Now let's notice here in Scripture. We're talking about the love of God here and how great it is, the love of God. Now, here's some things we're going to answer tonight. Number one, y'all ready for it? The love of God knows no barriers. The love of God knows no barriers. You say, preacher, what are you talking about tonight? Here it is, and we heard it from her very lips. What are you doing, a Jew, talking to me, a Samaritan? Right? So right off the bat, what do we got? We got, a, we got a racial barrier right here off the bat, don't we? Boy, do we not live in a world with racial barriers. I mean, we could all pretend tonight, but then we all could be real, couldn't we? Huh? Yes. They sure, sure there is. There's plenty of them, probably more now than ever been. We've also got a, a, a social barrier, do we not? I mean, here it is. She's going to the well at noontime. There's a reason why she's not going as it is customary first thing in the morning with the rest of the women. Because as we read on, we know that she's a woman in sin, right? Right? So there's, some, so, so there's some exact things going on here that we don't have to wonder, but that we know by the Word of God, right? Here is a woman in need with barriers, socially, racially, barriers. But what does Jesus do? He offers her living water. Living water. Hey, he doesn't, he, listen to me. He doesn't stop and dwell on the barriers but he goes straight to the living water. The living water. 
Praise be to God. Hey, when He called you out, He called you out to be saved. When God looked down upon you, listen to me. Yes, He, he did let you know, hey, that you were a sinner. But guess what? He didn't do. He didn't look at your status of checking account. He didn't look at what you had to give Him. No, He looked at you and said, take a drink of the living water. Why? Because He could care less about how much money you've got. Jesus does not care about the color of your skin. Listen, He created you. God created you. He knows what color you are. He knows where you come from. He knows your background. And guess what? He wants to save you. You think, he, you think Jesus came and died for a specific race of people or people born in a certain place? Can I tell you, your soul is as valuable to God as the homeless depressed one tonight that, that doesn't have a place to put their head. God cares and loves them. Just as He loves you, just as He, must, he wants to save you and those that are saved did save, He wants to save them. Praise be to God. I tell you this, if we want to be like Jesus, we'll get over barriers. Huh? If we really want to reach people with the love of God, if we really want to see people get saved, we'll, we'll knock off the barriers and we'll go with God. It's the truth, is it not? My goodness, we can sit and pretend, but why don't we just be real before God? The love of God knows no barriers. Doesn't matter the racial, doesn't matter the social. Praise God, he don't look at those things. This woman being an outcast. Notice what verse 16 through 18 says. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husbands and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husbands. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that sayest thou truly. Boy, what a way to handle that. I, does it say anywhere that he picked up the stone or he threw her down the well? God, help us. God, help us. You know what? There is a heaven and there is a hell. But we don't have to beat people over the head and the first thing we say to them is that they're going to hell. Truth is revealed to her. And by love, reaching her. Reaching her. Number two, the love of God knows no limitations. Praise God there's no limitations with God. You know where there's limitations? In your head and mine. That's where there's limitations. But when it comes to God, He's limitless. His love is limitless. What does that mean tonight? It does not matter where you are. God loves you. Tonight, for the believer who's walked away from God, turned their back and afraid to walk in and worship. Let me tell you tonight, walk in and worship. That's what God wants. God wants you to turn back to Him. God wants you to serve Him. Not stay in sin. That's not God's desire for anybody's life, but it's to just to be right with Him. Praise God, we ain't got to go to a ritual. All we got to do is pray. Praise God, all we've got to do is pray. Here is Jesus. Notice what she says, verse 11 through 14. His, his uh, no limitations. 
Uh, verse 11, the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. What does that mean tonight? That it does not matter what's going on. Listen, when God reaches down and He wants to save, He's calling you out. Guess what? There is nothing that can keep you from His love and salvation. It's not up to man if someone can be saved. Huh? The only way somebody can stay lost is if they choose to. You hear me tonight? The love of God knows no limitations. Why? Because he's not talking about the water to be raised up from the well. He's talking about himself. His love has no limitations because it's him. Because it's him. He is love. Do you understand that? Oh, it's limitless. I'm afraid too many people today, you hear my heart, we are looking for that material thing to satisfy. And I'm talking about those that do not know Christ and those that do know Christ. Because God help us today, we're still looking for material things to satisfy us. Can I tell you, there will be a day... It all burns up. There will be a day it will not be available. And listen to me. I hear my heart. You can have all the money in the world. Who cares? There's going to be a point it cannot satisfy you. Hmm. You, take, you take actors that's made millions of dollars. huh? Live a miserable life. Boy, put on a show as if they were happy people, but yet committed suicide. Because their three and four and five and six million dollar homes and many homes, they could not satisfy. Money will not satisfy. Homes won't satisfy. Cars won't satisfy. They may cover it up for a while. But it's our relationship with Christ that matters. Tonight, if you don't have peace, it's because you haven't gone to the place to get it. From God Himself. God Himself. Notice what she says in verse 15. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Boy, that's the way we are to be tonight. But we're to be desiring more of God. More of God, more of His love. Number three, the love of God knows no secrets. No secrets. Look at verse 16. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husbands and come hither. The, the woman answered and said, I have no husbands. We just read this. What, what do we find here by Him saying this to her? He knows everything. What does that mean tonight? It doesn't matter what you're involved in. You might not want to stand up and admit it and say it before people. Thanks be to God, you don't have to. You can say it to Him. You can say it to Him. Why? Because He already knows it. He already knows about it. There is no secret with God. 
He knows everything. He knows every secret. He knows every heart. And can I tell you tonight, He knows your heart. He knows the deepest secrets that you never want to be found out. And I tell you this, I tell you this, either we deal with it with God, or there is a good, 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 good chance it's coming out anyway. Things that we think are so secret don't stay that way, do they? Sin usually is revealed, isn't it? It's so important that we deal with it when God expresses it, when He shows us, when He convicts us of it. It's so important that we deal with it then. You realize it's divine. I said it's a divine appointment. You remember, do you know when God convicts your heart, that's a divine appointment. That's a time when God is calling you out. Thank God He calls us out. Thank God He doesn't want to leave the Samaritan woman at the well the way she came. It doesn't matter that she's from Samaria. Boy, it doesn't matter that she's an outcast. Boy, He wants to see that she's changed for all eternity. What He did for her and what He showed her is what He has shown you. God, help us to see God's calling on our lives. Jesus knew what she was dealing with. He knew the facts and He gave them to her. And how many times does He reveal the same thing to you and I and we ignore what He tells us? What am I saying tonight? Quit playing games. Be honest with yourself and be honest before God. You, you will get nowhere. You know where you'll be? Miserable. Miserable hiding that. Miserable trying to cover that up. You know what happens with sin? It snowballs. You've got a sin to cover up a sin to cover up a sin. And next thing you know, you can't even keep up with your sins anymore. Hear me tonight. When God reveals that, He's doing that because He loves us. God does not convict us and show us where we need to be corrected to hurt us. It's he because He loves us. He wants us to be right with Him. Praise God He wants us to be right with Him. She can't avoid it. Boy, she, she cannot deny it. It's there before her. Just as it's there before us. Just as it's there before us. Thank God it wasn't by blasting or ridiculing. It was just with the truth. Hear me tonight. It's just simply with the truth. Why? Because that's how God deals. God don't deal with manipulation and games and all that. He just reveals the truth to your heart. And in truth, you can be right with Him, be real with Him, and then get it right with Him. Thank God He's a forgiving God. And I tell you, for the believer today, for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to have the heart when we go out not to judge people, not to ridicule them. Preacher, who's doing that? I don't know. I just know where God's leading us, and wherever that is, we're probably going to have to face it. And we're going to have the choice. Some of you, when you wake up tomorrow, you get ready to go to work, you're going to have the opportunity to blast somebody or love somebody. 
may have already happened today. Looks like it might be true. Isn't it real? Lastly, number four. The love of God knows no obstacle. I didn't get saved sitting in the church. I didn't get saved down here at the altar. Been beautiful if it had happened that way. I got saved sitting in a bathtub. God knows no obstacle. Huh? You say, well, I got to be here to do business with God, or I got to be there to do business. You can do business with God when He convicts you. It doesn't matter where it is. Sometimes for me, it's riding down the road in complete silence with God. Hmm? Thank God He knows no obstacles. He's God. <laughs> He's God. Notice verse number uh, 20. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jew. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. What does that have to do with obstacles, preacher? Boy, don't you see what the devil's trying to do here? Huh? She's talking about where to go to church. He's talking about salvation. Huh? How many times when God is wanting to do business with us and He's really tugging upon our heart, we get to something else that we think, we think is pretty good or pretty religious. Can I tell you, above where you are to go to church is where your relationship ought to be with God. That's what matters most. You get your relationship right with God and then you won't have to worry about where you are to go. God will lead you there. God will lead you there. But see, that's how the devil works. That's how he worked then. That's how the devil is working today. It's through distractions. Listen to me. He loves religion. Devil loves religion. God loves a relationship. A relationship. And God help us to see that above all things, that's why people can bicker and argue about the silliest of things, things that do not matter. They won't even matter tomorrow, much less in eternity. God help us to see it's about a relationship. A relationship. Don't let the devil steal your opportunity. Don't let the devil steal your opportunity. Listen to me. How many times, and if you've shared the gospel, you know this. How many times have you shared the gospel and the devil throw in a distraction? You ain't got time to share the gospel. You ain't got time to go there. Hey, they're not really interested. They don't want to hear what you have to say. The devil will do it every time. I'm telling you, be prepared for the distraction. But do not give him the glory. It's about a relationship. Notice he settles the obstacle in verse number 25. Here it is. He settles, he settles the obstacle. What does he say? The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. What does he say? Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. 
there's a period at the end. There ain't going to be nobody else. He is it. He is Christ the Lord. How many times did God speak to us that we don't listen? Can I tell you, number one, if you're lost, you ain't never going to be saved until you receive Him. You can hear the gospel a million times. You can go to church and get your religion on all you want to. But if you're lost and you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will die and you will go to hell. And you will stand before Him and you will be cast into the lake of fire. Let me be clear. But it won't be because God doesn't love you. It won't be because God doesn't desire you. He desires you. He cares for you. He created you for a relationship that you'd be with Him for all eternity. Praise God that He loves us that much. And For the saved, born again child of God, why don't you just let Him have you? You see, we do at the point of salvation. We're good at surrender at salvation, child of God. But we really stink at it after that. God, help us to be sold out and surrender to God. These are the last days, newsflash. We don't have time to be half-hearted Christians. We don't have time to wait till tomorrow to get real with God. No, those days are today. So I want to ask you this, why live in misery? Boy, when you can be right with God. Be in fellowship with God. I want you to notice, boy, verse 39. Verse number 39 as we're closing tonight. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified... He told me all that ever I did. Preacher, what does that mean? <laughs> she was saved. Why? Because she believed. Because she believed. And by God's grace, <laughs> she was saved. And what did she do? She exercised her faith. Huh? She put her faith in action. I want to ask you this. When's the last time you've actually put your faith in action? When's the last time tonight that you... When is the last time that you actually told somebody what God did with you? When's the last time you gave your testimony? Huh? A, a, a child of God of when you didn't have nowhere to go and it looked as dark as it could be and didn't look like... Hey, it didn't look like there was going to be a tomorrow. But yet God woke you up and carried you right through. You think those things happen for us to sit on them? You think those things happen for us just to be quiet about it? No, it's called a testimony before God. And if anybody ought to be proclaiming, it ought to be you and I. It ought to be you and I. So here it is tonight. Where are you with the Lord? Where are you with the Lord? I believe we all got work to do. I believe if we want to see the glory of God and see what He wants to do in this place with these people, we got to draw closer. Preacher, how much closer can I get to God? Well, we're not in glory yet. 
You get to heaven and tell me, Preacher, I'm good now. I'm as close to God as I can get. That'd be good. That'd be good. Let not people die and go to hell because we had closed lips and a still tongue. Let us be faithful to tell. And those that ain't really saved, because there's a lot of pretenders today, get saved. It's just that simple. Ask Him to forgive you of your sin. Come into your heart and to save you. Just quit playing the games. Why? Because you ain't got to play them. You can have what's real. He's ready to be your Lord and Savior. Let us close in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father God, I do want to, God, thank you tonight for these Wednesday nights, Lord. God, I thank you for this precious time together, Lord, where we can, God, truly give you praise. God, give you thanks, God, to see the miracles that you're providing even in our day. God, that we can bring a heavy heart into your house, God, and we can ask for prayer. God, we can have it unspoken and know that you're listening. God, to know that you love us and that you care. And Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word that reminds us over and over again about how much you love us. How much you desire a relationship with us. God, I pray that the one depressed, the one filled with anxiety, God, those that are just tired and wore out and weary, God, realize you love them. God, that you're ready to carry them. God, I pray they just surrender it all to you. And you help them, God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.